Welcome back to Sitting in Jams. Today you're listening to episode 19 and today I'm joined by Mr. Jack Handyside. Unfortunately, Callum can't be here at the moment, but he will be back for episode 20. And yeah, how are you doing today, Jack? I'm doing all right. I'm I'm very confused as to how we've all managed to like miss each other. We've we've truly been working off the uh the sitting in carousel recently. Quite funny. Yeah, I think that I can't even remember why you weren't there and then the time before i think it was maybe callum um, i think i might have been crime fighting that day <laughs> doing your dog dog the bounty hunter jack <laughs> jack the gear hunter <laughs> yeah that's me that's me cool well if you're listening and you have enjoyed any of the 19 episodes of this uh season you can support us by getting some merch via the links in the description and if you want to caffeinate us because unfortunately i'm i'm on the h2o out of my nice metallic bottle um and i i actually literally don't have any coffee in my house right now can you believe that no yeah i can't believe it either there's a reason um there's this really great coffee place in uh town called fortitude love the coffee jack you've you've actually been a few times mm-hmm. and we thought that we'd order some beans from there we got two bags of different ones uh one of them is absolutely amazing i've had it before uh, and we ordered them on tuesday and they still haven't arrived and we ran out of the coffee we had before on like friday and we were like well we'll just wait and it's been days it's been days this sounds like the job for a crime fire well i was thinking jack the bean hunter might want to help bean, <laughs> bean hunter it's me <laughs> i'm here to solve all those bean juice problems well if you do want to help caffeinate us there's a buy me a coffee link in the description and with that money we'll go towards um we'll put it towards next day delivery next time <laughs> beans on prime absolutely cool well, today's topic of conversation is going to be all about gear, guitar gear. And there's a reason for it, because Jack, Jack got me hooked. I, for the longest time, I thought I'd settled on the pedal board that was, you know, what I needed for the next year, let's just say. You know, I've been playing this show with this band, and I know what I need for it, and it, it all worked really well. Until Jack started sort of prodding me with a, a jack cable, <laughs> saying, bro, <laughs> You know this Ventress pedal that I just bought from Source Audio? Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty good. In fact, it's changed my life. And, you know, at the beginning, they were just whispers. You know, I'd be, be walking through the house and I'd just hear, Jack, Source Audio, Ventress, Ventress. And then, yeah, one day Jack showed up at my house with the Ventress. And I kind of had a look at it and I was like, looks pretty nice. But unfortunately, we got so busy that I didn't get to play the pedal. And I think that that aggravated the source audio itch on my right shoulder left shoulder whatever shoulder and i just decided that i had to i had to pull the trigger and i had to buy one and i bought one and do i regret it absolutely not i am so happy i got it it's honestly the best pedal i've bought in a long time and you know (laughs) yeah well as you can see the the the, uh the helix is in pedal graveyard right now because it just keeps dying on me i sent away to get fixed it didn't get fixed because it was going to take months and cost more than the unit itself. So they sent it back. I thought, oh, I'll turn it on and see if it works. And it worked for two days. Then it died again. So since that thing's been gone, I've been, I've been back in pedal board land, investing in gear that I think is going to change my life for the better. <laughs> but Tell me how it's changed your life then as well. Fill me in. Well... Now that you've gotten rid of Frankenpedal, Frankenpedal over there is he, he's gone. I, I'm I'm done with him. Um, until I put him back on my board and he works for a day, and I'm like, wow, it worked. 
Um, all right. But this sounds like um, this sounds like the kind of situation where you can't get away from your ex because you just you've got a really great connection, but then you're flaky and then she's flaky and then it's kind of that situation going on. But now, all right, look at that board. I'll tell you. I'll tell you how this has evolved. I'll put it on my left shoulder as well, like Dog the Bounty Hunter would, right? So, guys, check this out. If you're watching the video, then you can see me with my pedal board on my left shoulder. Look, this is a good thumbnail, isn't it? You should wear that as a WWE belt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me let me tell you how this started. Line six broke, right? So, I had a really big gig, and and I needed something that I could uh, run DI. So I thought, well, let me check out the Strymon Iridium. So, so glad I got that. It's an absolute beast. It sounds great. And the simplicity of it all is what I really like. Um, a couple of weeks before that, or months actually, I'd acquired this overdrive pedal, which, you know, it's got, it's got lots of knobs. And uh, I, I love it. It's two overdrives in one from uh, Origin Effect. I'm not going to run you through every single thing on this, um, but I'm going to get to this guy in a minute. And so before that, I was using the Keeley Caverns. My shoulder's getting sore. Uh, for my reverb and delay. And then, as I said, Jack kind of got me into this guy. Source Audio Ventress. And yeah, since then, that's been living at the end of my signal chain after my amp. So I'm kind of running it through the, sort of through, like through the effects loop. And I have to say, it sounds great. But I want to tell you a story about it just before I pass on to Jack. Uh, I got this pedal and I was speaking to my girlfriend and she was like, wait, so you just bought a pedal to make you sound like you're playing in an empty room. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Because I was telling her, like, oh, there's this, I love the hall sound on it, and there's this e-dome, and yeah, she was like, what? So it's like, you're, you're spending all that money to sound like you're playing in an empty room. And I was like, yeah, you've got it. That's exactly what I'm doing. And so, yeah, I've basically been working on this empty room for the, for the last few weeks, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. How did you get into it, Jack? Whoa. So I'm, I'm pretty apprehensive with gear, like... I'm just one of those people that's like, I feel like I have to know the thing before I buy it, which is, which is really bad. And the thing I'm learning as well, the more gear I acquire or that seems to appear at my doorstep and I pretend that I didn't drop all that money on it. Um, the more I'm sort of learning, the more I realize that you just have to buy things and just try them out. And look, sometimes it's not going to work out for you or, you know, um, whatever, you can shift it. But I think um, we need the kind of like the sound effects that you see um right when like a deep meaningful story happens you know the clouds are here oh yeah you know the okay. the, the sound of the harp is going mm -hmm. on um how did i get into the ventress all right can i so, sorry can i just jump in for a second yeah. just to paint a picture and you you probably got this from one of the episodes we did uh previously but jack was totally not into gear i don't even think the guy owned a pedal right <laughs> and for, even for, owning a guitar for, yeah jack was the kind of guys like you know the the music's just the music like the the tone is sort of in that maybe i don't know it was an interesting perspective and i think that you probably still stand by that point um i just sort of that was a bastardized version of whatever you were saying hmm. um but the the amazing thing is that Jack dropped that money on a pedal. You know, it's it's a mid-price sort of pedal. It's not the cheapest thing. Um, and for Jack to buy a reverb pedal, I was just like, what? Like, I, I was a bit confused because it just didn't seem like the kind of thing that you would want to uh, put time in to learn it about. 
Mm. Can you tell me a bit about that process? Because, yeah, you went mm. from being like, you had no gas and you had a bad case at... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. Um, so I, th- I feel like it kind of tells the story of how I often buy gear, which is like, if there is a situation, whether it's a session or it's a gig or it's whatever, I sort of scramble around. I'm like, okay, now is probably a good time. Now is a good excuse to buy this piece of gear. And for me at the time, and this is like maybe uh almost two years ago i would say that's crazy um i was doing some some work for an artist where i just needed more ambience Mm. and just generally as well like i was getting a bit sick um i was getting sick of just kind of using the the general effects that were on the the amp or i was kind of exhausting all the sounds that i could from um just kind of sitting with the guitar with the amp and that sort of thing and just having very basic basic sounds Um, and i wanted something to just kind of push me outside my comfort zone as well so I always sort of knew that a reverb was the first thing I wanted to, to invest in because, I, you know, I've got, got kind of an overdrive and it sort of does the job. It's okay. Um, that's, I mean, that's another acquisition as well. Whole other story. We'll but get there. We will get there. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, it, it, it just seemed like uh, the next kind of step was to go out and get a reverb pedal. And what I knew is like I wanted something that would surprise me. I wanted mm. something that kind of would take some time to learn and as you probably already have figured out with the Ventress, it's like there is easily a couple years worth of learning with that thing. I mean, there's just, there are so many ways to program it. There are so many ways to um, kind of arrange it on your board or kind of have stereo, stereo out or stereo in mm. or, or whatever, the, whatever the combination is that you want, that you're always going to be surprised every time you plug it in. So it's a, it's a great tool for that. Um, so it was really the type of work I was doing where I needed ambience to really work with it, first of all. And so I tried things like uh, the Big Sky, the Blue Sky. I think I'd looked at some of the stuff by Keeley as well. Just some, something that's kind of a bit more reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I have to say it was just like watching and listening to people review the pedal and all that sort of thing made me realize, I was like, man, maybe I should just go and make the mistake. Mm-hmm. Even if it is a mistake, whatever, I should just go and do it. Um, and I really haven't looked back. It's... I feel like, I know, and look, and I know this is something that like people who own gear or guitars say, and they're like, oh, this is the last thing I'll ever <laughs> buy. And this is the last, this is the last X pedal that I'll ever need. But I, I really do feel playing the Ventress that, because I've heard reverb pedal since, I don't think I'm going to be seeing it off my board anytime soon. I think it's here to stay for, for, for the long term. It's really, um, yeah, it's got a soul to it. It's a lovely little thing, but that's kind of how, how mm. it led me to it. How important for you is... Kind of like, uh, all right, so some pedals, you push it on and it has a few knobs and it does that thing and it does it really well. Um, for example, a reverb pedal, like the True Spring pedal by Source Audio. It's like, a, I think it's just like a, a spring reverb thing. It's like a one trick pony. How important for you is versatility when it comes to a new pedal? Or was it just that one instance where you wanted to challenge something quite, well, very complex? Uh... I think I was looking at the situation from, so what I, what I knew, because I'd, I'd read and I'd heard reviews about it, I knew that the, the Ventress is, it's a complex pedal for anybody who's, you know, been kind of chopping and changing between reverb pedals. As soon as you go to the Ventress, you realize one thing, it's like, wow, it's got everything. And then you start to kind of go through the neuro app or the, the, the desktop and you start to realize ah, it's got even more than what you're seeing on it. So it's incredibly complex. I already knew that before I purchased it. And I didn't really purchase it for that reason, I don't think. I think I purchased it because I just, I really loved the, the basic presets it had. 
and I was aware that I would want to kind of push the boat out in time when I got more comfortable with it as well and really start to experiment. And I think more, more laterally, um, I've, I've realized how, um, laterally, <laughs> lately, I suppose, um, lately I've kind of realized how I've got more into kind of programming it and messing around with it and trying in different signal chains as well has made me more curious to try and expand it and change elements of it as well. And so the nice thing is it has, um, it's got a playground enough to kind of really work with and really learn about reverbs. So I think if you're, because um, the thing I was doing it the other, the other week is just kind of learning about the different types of reverb and the situations for those reverbs. So you mentioned things like, you know, the true, the true spring um, reverb, the, um, the plate reverb, that sort of thing as well. Um, where those come from as well, um, why they were used and what it was that they were used to accent as well. It's been really, been really useful even from kind of like a mixing perspective as to why different reverbs exist in the first place. And the Ventress, I think, allows you to just both learn and kind of mess around with all of those things at the same time. So um, for me, it's been really great. And I'm continuing to find sounds as well. It's like almost two years later and I'm, I still feel like I'm scratching the surface with it. Yeah. So it's a really, it's a really great pedal. When you were, how are you finding it? Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel the same. I'm, I'm quite comfortable with these pedals that have a million settings. Like I do prefer having all the options all the time, and then some more. You know, I'm used to using amp, like amp modelers, like the Axe Effects. That was very complex. Uh, the Helix is also pretty complex. Um, and so I'm kind of used to that. Sort of, you know, you you get a pedal. And then you've got like a couple of weeks of fiddling until you think you've kind of really covered the basics. And then, as you said, like you could spend years studying this thing. Um, so I found it was quite easy to get going with. And when I downloaded the app, it made it even easier, actually, because then I could see, just see everything on the screen as opposed to having to think, all right, so this patch, control one is this. And like that was, I don't know, I actually never used the interface on the front now. I, I can't even think of one time that I've used it. I always use the app. Um, which works well for me. But yeah, my go-to with something like that is to program the sounds that I think I might need for a situation, get in the situation, realize that I need something completely different, and then constantly adjust. And I feel like this uh, this week after a rehearsal, I have sort of arrived at a place where I think I know what I need for that environment. Now, the cool thing about these versatile pedals is that you can put them in other environments and they can still, you know, thrive it's not just a one-trick pony as we've kind of said it's got millions well yeah potentially millions of options um but yeah no i'm really really enjoying it and do you ever feel because you know looking at your wwe board over there <laughs> do you ever feel because you know you've got things like the reverb uh sorry the reverb the revival overdrive as well which is a is another pedal that can kind of be put in the complex bracket Definitely. there's a lot to kind of fiddle with do you ever feel that you can be overwhelmed by the amount of options that you do have or just when you're in a playing situation trying to edit those settings on the fly do you ever find that difficult uh funnily enough i actually don't know i think that because when i get a new piece of equipment say it was a delay pedal my first thing that i do is i program the sounds i think i need but I do that by understanding how the interface works. And it's like, I'll spend a night with it. That's usually all I need to really get to grips with a pedal. At least, let's say, like, I've passed the first uh, chapter of learning with it. Um, which for me is, like, understanding how the interface works. Maybe a little bit more of the deeper editing and how I might want to use it in a situation. Um, 
And I find that, you know, with a revival drive as well, it's like, it is a very complex pedal. But if you look at it just as like two small pedals mashed together, which is what it is, it's some, it's a bit less daunting. Um, and again, you know, sometimes there are moments where I'm like, oh crap, I turned the wrong one there because I wanted a little bit more of this or that. And I don't know, you can very quickly change that stuff. But I think with the Ventress, again, it's like I just programmed the sounds that I thought I might needed. And it's, it's a constant uh, state of adjusting after that until you arrive at something that does really work. And I haven't used this current setup in uh, in an improvisational setting yet. So I don't know how I might interact with it in that environment, because that would certainly require me to turn some knobs whilst playing, and that's cool. So maybe I need to put it in that environment and see how I feel playing with it. But um, yeah, I, I really feel overwhelmed, to be honest. I think I, because the first, I've said this three times now, but um, because my first uh, assignment is to dial up some tones, I feel like I learn a lot and I get used to how it all works and I have something that I think I might work, uh, that might work. Um, and it was the same with the, the Helix, RIP. It's like, there's so many options on that thing. Too many. Um, but, you know, I just set up. I was like, all right, I'm going to make one that's just a pedal board. So I've done that. And then I'll make one that's like for a jazz gig, for example, like a, some sort of solid state sound and amp, a couple basic pedals. And then I made one that was like a, a, I don't know, everything else amp. And... Yeah, I mean, I love that. I really enjoy the process of creating a tone. And I think anybody listening, you know, if you have a new pedal and you, you feel like you've really not gotten into it, paint a picture in your mind of what the sound you think you want to go for is. You know, for example, just try and copy Van Halen's tone, if that's what you're going for. And use that as an exercise to develop your understanding of the pedal, as opposed to just sort of like tweaking stuff randomly and not quite knowing what it is you're going for. Because you can just get totally lost in it. And I know that if I do that, I end up with a reverb effect that just sounds ridiculous, but uh, has no use in a musical setting. Which again, it's still a good exercise to go through. But um, yeah, anyway, that's that's how I feel about it. How do you feel? You know, do you feel overwhelmed by the complexity of these pedals? Well, for me, the answer is yes, because I kind of come from a different sort of environment where you know you you start off by saying that I'm a bit uh, tech shy <laughs> which is true like I, I feel like i have pushed um i've pushed the kind of pedal world away for some time so kind of getting into it really seriously and trying to kind of um tone hunt as it were uh has been a really it's been a really interesting um it's been a really interesting kind of venture um i do get quite overwhelmed by it because i think for me my sound emanates from pretty basic means which is like Am I happy with the sound of the amp? Am I happy with the sound of the guitar through it? And what can I add to it that doesn't take away too much from the instrument as well? So don't get me wrong. Like I, the funny thing is I, I love hearing players who um, you know, have got these big pedal boards and they've got all these kind of different sounds that they can, they, can, um, they can draw. But I think the thing that I've realized about my favorite players as well is that they often sort of just sound like themselves. Pedals are not just playing acoustically as well. Like... Um, there's a really great video online somewhere of Kurt playing, uh, it's Kurt Rosenwinkel playing one of the Bach. Uh, I think it might be like a cello suite or something. I can't really remember off the top of my head. But when you listen to it, like his attack on the strings and how he's accenting things and his phrasing, he's playing, you know, music that's hundreds of years old, but it still sounds like him. It really does. And you start to realize like, um, 
the tech is only there to enhance what you already have. If you haven't got that sound or that idea, yeah, look, tech can get you there quicker, sure. Um, but I don't know, I, I, I sort of feel, for me at least, that's from a personal feeling, there's so much to explore from just the raw relationship of plug-in and see what happens. Yeah. So a long kind of way, long sort of journey around the house is, is yeah, I get, I get really kind of overwhelmed by just like the constant settings and what can I change and what can I do here that um, I really have to have just some, some, some basics to just kind of feel central as well. But mm. yeah, it's, it's fun. The more kind of confident I grow, the more I'm like, okay, well, I could add this. Yeah. Cool, man. I think that there's a time and a place for actually just getting a new piece of kit. Like, sometimes I'll feel rubbish about my playing. And maybe this has been, you know, part of that, um, getting this pedal. Because I know that in the past, if I buy a new pedal, it does inspire new things. And that's a, that, that's a fair enough reason to acquire a new piece of kit, I think. It's like an artist trying out a new color. It's like, oh, well, let me just buy this weird shade of blue that I've never used before. I think I I used this analogy before and I used the name for a color of blue that is absolutely not a color of blue. Um but anyway, if, if you know what that is then you're you're an OG. But um anyway. Yeah, I think that every now and then it is nice to try out these new things and see how they work for you. You know, as you can see, I've got a bunch of guitars and that's not even all of them. Some of them are in the bloody cupboard and downstairs and um you know, I'll just switch guitar for a week and explore some new sounds on that and I think that that is a a worthy pursuit for sure. Um, but yeah, let's let's keep the the thread of gas. Mm. And for those who listen who are listening who don't know what we mean by gas, Jack, what's gas? Gear and stuff. Acquisition syndrome. Oh right, <laughs> gear. Man, you told me at the start of the episode. I completely forgot as well. Yeah, and I have it. Yeah. Um, well, so what what else is on your uh, your list of things that you're ooh, looking at? Okay. Or because you recently got an overdrive pedal, right? I did, yeah. I'm going to see if I can bring it up so you can see Sweet. it. Sweet. Just unplug it from the mainframe. Um, so I actually bought this recently. This is, um, is that backwards or forwards? I can't see. It'll come it. through it the right way on the, the video. Cool. So this is the uh, the Pinnacle Distortion, and it's the standard by, by Wampler. Mm -hmm. Wampler have done quite a few versions of this, but this is the latest standard model of it. Um, and the whole kind of point behind it is that it's trying to capture the... Um, elusive brown sound from from eddie van, van halen there ah english is some language today. um <laughs> you're doing great but it's yeah it's uh it's interesting so i do have uh i do have an overdrive already and i'm again thing i'm sort of learning there's probably a lot of people that are well into the gear front they're sighing as i say this but there's lots of different types of reverb if you didn't realize kind of like me in a way um and they're all based on different kind of circuit boards and, and how they react to the amp, the guitar, all those sort of things as well. So you've got your your blues drivers, your tube screamers, you know, all kinds of different things. Um, and for a while I was using this uh, this overdrive that's on my board and I was finding that it was a really noisy little pedal. It's a great thing. It's noisy. It was quite low gain um, and it didn't feel particularly tight as well. I felt that when I, when I turned up the drive, there's just something kind of missing from it in a way. Um, and I'd found there's a few situations kind of, because I do feel like I'm, I'm kind of in a bit of a, a bit of a fusion project at the moment, kind of exploring that route as well, which has been fun. But yeah, there was just something kind of missing from, from that sound. It sounded thin to me. And so I've kind of been doing a little bit of um, chasing of, yeah, the, the overdrive that I'm looking for. And um, it wasn't even the Van Halen signature or anything like that that really swayed me at all. It was like, 
I'd gone out to go and get an EQ pedal about a month ago. Um, I thought I need to add this to my board. It's be really useful for blah blah blah. See, this is this is real gas. Like you're listening to someone with real <laughs> gas who goes out for a pedal and ends up buying a completely different watch. Yeah. This is the situation. Um, so I was out trying to get an EQ pedal, um, and I tried kind of a few different overdrives the week previously and whatever. Like I tried, um, I think it's the Analog Aliens bucket seat, which. Man, that's a really underrated overdrive. If if you don't know about that, it's a really wicked pedal. It's like a little orange thing as well. Um, really impressive, I have to say. I hadn't really heard of their stuff before. Uh, and, you know, I tried stuff like the OCD as well, which great, super common pedal. But I don't know. There's there's um, other fish to fry. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd gone into this place asking for an EQ pedal, and they didn't have it. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. What can I do whilst I'm here? Um, and I just said to the guy, I was like, I. I just want to try some really different overdrives. I want you to just surprise me. Just bring out stuff that's, you know, regardless of price range or whatever, just throw stuff at me. So there's stuff like the Tumnus as well, the one mm. Tumnus, um, cool. the Plexi drive as well, which is cool. Um, I tried, yeah, a bunch of different stuff. And uh, lastly, the guy's like, oh, there's something else here. But I don't know if you're looking for it. So I'm sitting there in my headspace trying to find an EQ, EQ pedal. I'm getting wrapped up in this world of OD sounds and distortions and all that. Um, and the guy brings this thing over and he's like, it's um, kind of one of our, our top end models that we have at the moment. See what you think of it. Leave you. Be back in like 15 minutes or whatever. So I'm messing around with this thing and it just, it sounds tight. It sounds like it's got gain to burn as well. It's really, um, I mean, you can really shape the tone as well through controlling the middle and all those kind of things as well. It just, it seemed, and it was a quiet pedal as well. It's, a, it's surprisingly quiet. It's got a, a gain boost kind of switch on it as well, which is very impressive. Yeah. You've got a difference between your, your modern, your vintage kind of overdrive settings as well. Um, and just something about it when I was playing, just it reacted to me really well. It just, it, it sounded correct. It, it, it does, again, like the Ventures, it does plenty more than what I need it to do. But I think for the sound that I was looking for, in some ways, the sound that I didn't know I wanted, mm -hmm. uh, Sounds great. It really does. So, yeah, again, it's another pedal where it's kind of caught me off guard. Mm -hmm. It's really caught me off guard and it just, it sounds really tight. It sounds really, um, I mean, it's an incredibly versatile thing as well. There's, um, there's another one of these where they're, they're like twice as long. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to ask if you tried the dual fusion pedal. No, I didn't Some try the dual fusion. Um, interesting. There's a video, I think Brian Wampler is, uh, he has up on his YouTube and he's talking about because he's been making this now for quite a few years, and this is one of the latest iterations, alongside, of course, as you mentioned, like the, the Dual Fusion, which mm -hmm. a lot of people know is the, the, the Tom Quayle signature sound. And the first few iterations of the Pinnacle were all about trying to capture, you know, the um, Eddie Van Halen sound and how, how close he could get with that. And when you go and see, because a man, his YouTube channel is really great, uh, Brian Wampler, very kind of open and honest about what he's doing and his developments. Also, the guy's just a genius anyway <laughs> um he was talking about trying to build a, a a small overdrive that would be versatile enough to kind of change it but still still capture the essence of that like early 70s mid 70s um sort of over overdrive sound that's just so so um so good but yeah i suppose that's can't remember your question but that's that's why if it, it's on yeah yeah list. if there was anything <laughs> else that you were thinking about and i guess the the overdrive was what you were thinking about i've been eyeing up delay pedals because I oh so have I oh yeah I I actually have uh <laughs> one two I've got three delay pedals right now, but 
I'll explain why I'm still looking. So I have a TC Nova delay, which um, it's all right, it's cool, it's it's fine, um, but has this really annoying function where if you touch the time button a little bit with your foot, it starts doing this thing where it just drops the time until it goes to zero or all the way to max. Um, it, it's really annoying. And so I have to set it right in the middle and hope that it stays there. And I might be playing something and just touch it when I touch another pedal, and it starts descending. There's probably a way to fix that. Um, but I just don't like how, I actually, I'm not entirely into how the interface on that pedal works. It sounds fine. Um, I also have a Constellator by Picatronics, which is awesome, really cool pedal. Um, it's small, and I'll tell you why I don't, why that's not the one in a second. Um, and the Keeley Caverns, which is on my board, I use that forever. It's a reverb and delay. I'm not using the reverb right now, I'm just using the delay. I like it, it's grand. But I want something that's super simple, but has a tap delay. Like, that's all I want. And so that's what I've been looking at. Um, naturally, I've not been looking at the most simple ones because, I mean, you know me, I, I, I end up going over the top. Or nah, I mean, I like the discoverability of these things. It's like I'll, I'll buy something on the surface. It looks uh, looks all right. And then you realize there's an app for it. And then you get all these weird sounds that you, you thought you'd never have. Um, but yeah, I've been looking at, I think the company's called G5 System and the effect is called the Orca Delay. Um, really cool little delay paddle and what I like about it is that instead of having all these different options and knobs it's got a very simple interface but has an LED screen and that's where you can control all the only other bits so it's quite a small footprint I think it's about the size of a boss pedal maybe a little bit bigger um, and that's kind of what I'm looking for something compact but um, maybe a little bit more under the hood but most importantly it's like it's not huge because I was looking at like the the Nemesis delay, you know, by Source Audio, also the uh, timeline, um, but I I really just don't know if I want uh, all those options with a delay. I'd rather have something that is quite straightforward. Um, but then again, the G5 system, I think that's who it is. That's not a simple delay either, so <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. What do you think about delays? Because you reacted, uh, I remember I said to you that I was looking at delays and you're like, delays? Why does anybody want one of them? <laughs> No, I said delays. Why would you want one of them? Delays. Why would you want one of them? delays? <laughs> um, no, it, it's interesting. I think the thing that I'm learning with my, my uh, neophyte pedal exploration is that oftentimes we, we sort of need a, we need a reason to, to, to buy gear, like whether it's a playing reason or, it's a, again, it's a tone hunting reason as well. So we sort of go in with the idea of like looking for something. Um, and I think for me, it's all about, again, and it's why digging into things like the, the Pinnacle or the Ventress or that sort of thing is so, so interesting because they're, they're, so, they're so complex and they offer so many opportunities that it's, it's really about how you want to explore it. But um, I think it's about knowing the, the, what it actually adds to your sound as well. Because for me, I think a lot of the time I look at things and again, this is just because I am a bit of an uneducated gear person. <laughs> I look at things like phasers and flangers and I, I don't really know anything about that world. I don't know the situation that they might be useful or um, that kind of thing. I'm only recently coming out of the world of understanding why compressors are great and how they can be useful. Um, so I'm really, really a neophyte there. Right. Um, but yeah, looking at things like delays, I think I think it's becoming of interest because I'm, I'm realizing what it would do to sound first of mm -hmm. all. Great. Tick off. Okay, what does it actually do to sound of your instrument and how can it be useful in playing situations um so it's been kind of nice to just uh even just 
test it through plugins and see what you can kind of change and alter right. and, and, and all that kind of thing as well and um yeah I, I think it would it would it would kind of add gravity to your sound as well it adds a bit more kind of sustain as well perhaps natural sustain again paired with um paired with something like the ventress which mm. does already have a delay feature which is quite nice echo verb um, right that's what the patch is called yeah. yep yep it's got the echo verb it's also got uh oh it's got something else that's on the the app i can't remember the name of it it's not on yeah. the the presets though um but yeah again i i think for me at least it's like it's learning what would this add yeah, to my yeah, sound? Right. Like what situation can I see this being useful in? But maybe this comes from like pedal trauma. But when I was like 15, I think, 15 or 16, um, I was listening to kind of like a lot of quartet or gospel music. And so I was really, um, I was really raving about the, oh, I think it's like the B9, the B9 organ yep, pedal. That's it. Um, and man, when I got it, I was like, oh, it's going to be all the rage. It's going to be great. And I just spent like three years just fighting it. Just, oh, wow. I couldn't find situations that it would be useful for. Um, even playing situations, it just, it didn't sound right. Mm. It didn't, I felt like it didn't track properly. There were just, there were issues with it that I just, yeah, I, I couldn't play my way through. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, from that, I'd kind of gone away being like, oh man, I really wanted this sound. I really liked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm looking at being, I don't understand the purpose of it as well. So in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking about how is this going to be useful in this circumstance? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I, I think it is good to have some inspiration as to how you're going to use it before you actually get it. Like, I acquired a delay pedal because I remember liking... <laughs> there was a tone that Joe Bonamassa had in one of his solos. It was like, you know, really nice overdrive, but there was a nice delay at the back of it. And I think he was using the DD3 by Boss at the time. And so I was like, oh, I'll buy one of them. Um, and that got me into, yeah, just exploring delay paddles. But I'm just sort of wondering, I think there's a bit of conversation on how important is it to know what it will bring? Because really, um, I mean, I don't think it is that important. And before we started recording, you started to tell me about this patch that you'd made for the Helix where it had like a reverb that was coming through a fifth above and a fifth below. And the Helix? Sorry, not the Helix. Um, oh, sorry. That's the Franken Yeah, PTS he for helix <laughs> but um yeah sorry the the ventress ventress mm. helix same thing <laughs> Ooh. 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 I shudder. but yeah I shudder you, you wouldn't sentence. uh you wouldn't uh maybe you wouldn't have known about those tones before you got it and mm. you know part of the process of getting a new piece of equipment is that exploration i think it is yeah no you're very right and and for anyone who doesn't who yeah, let's rec recollect the conversation then. So um, I've been trying to do some programming at the moment for, I've got a session next month that I need to, uh, I need to bank some sounds and just really be able to kind of hit them and use them, whatever. Um, so I'd gone through the Neuro app, uh, which is Source Audio's app for the desktop or for the phones. You basically plug your phone into the, um, into the pedal and you can, you can program it from there. It's incredibly useful and Man, again, there's so much to work with. It's really, it can be overwhelming or it can be, it can be super interesting. But yeah, I was, I was doing it the other day. I just had a bit of time to kind of work with it. And I thought, let me, let me get a good kind of room sound and then let me get whatever, a reverse sound for whenever this might be useful. And I got kind of further and further down the, the path of, of how weird can I get with this? Uh, and I found this really cool sound where because the the Ventress is a dual engine pedal, which means that it has two separate kind of reverb engines that can work in parallel, or you can cascade, or you can you know use one or the other as well. 
um, it's got some really interesting features that you can sort of blend into each other. Um, so one thing I was doing is I was messing with this idea of being able to um, hear in the, in the um, what's it called, the, the trail, in the reverb trail, um, the same thing that you'd played but a fifth up. So it kind of transposes everything a fifth up. Um, so I was kind of using this sound and oh, that's kind of cool. It adds a really different dynamic, especially for like add nine chords or just any sort of power chords as well. They add real, um, real depth, I suppose, as well and interest to those chords. You can create some really, some really interesting sounds. Um, so I was adding that and I thought, man, what would happen if I took that same thing, applied it to the other engine, but made it go a fifth down? So you've then got um, a fifth in interval happening below the chord and a fifth interval happening above the chord, which I'm sure there's a couple music theory people sitting there thinking, what on earth is, what is that going to sound like? Um, who knows? Maybe I'll shoot a little, shoot a little video of that. Um, but yeah, I put them together and they kind of worked in parallel and they just, it started to draw out sounds that I thought, man, this thing is no longer a reverb pedal. It's now like a synth pedal and it's doing things that, Again, I don't know what the musical situation is for this. It's really, really cool. It's really different. And I feel like I have so much control over um, the design of the sound that I feel like it's a sound that I've not really heard too often as well. It's, it's, it's really interesting. But, you know, on, on what you said there, I think it's... Um, I knew I would get to a point with, with this gear where I would enjoy kind of working with the basics enough that I want to explore and kind of push it out. And as I mentioned, like the Ventress has the playground um you know it's it's wide it's really open there's so much you can do with it and change and mold um and shape so being able to do that now that i've learned about it means that i'm i'm really starting to kind of find some stuff that it doesn't have a playing context yet and perhaps some of these sounds are not going to be useful mm -hmm. at all um but yeah they 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 start to help me hear um some of my ideas from a very fresh perspective perhaps from a from a completely uh, fourth dimensional yeah, <laughs> perspective yeah. as well um it's great to hear but cool yeah it, it's funny I, I don't know what are your feelings on that do you have, do you feel that when you buy a piece of gear that there has to be a maybe not other not that there has to be a a place for it in your sound mm -hmm. but that there is a general job that you want done so let me ask you then on the delay question yes why are you buying a delay what are you looking for from a delay pedal Delay's always been a part of my tone. Like, I feel like I play with delay 80% of the time. Um, until I got the reverb, actually, where I found that that did fill out some of the ambience that I was creating with the delay pedal. But what I use a delay pedal for is to, yeah, create a little bit of ambient textural, I want to say pads, but not in a literal sense, behind the lines that I play. I think there's something really nice about when you've got a nice overdrive, you know, a little bit of a, a reverb happening. I like to use the, the whole engine, you know, like not a huge decay mix, fairly low, but enough just to make the, it feel a little bit more ambient. Um, and then coming through that delay, uh, sorry, coming into that reverb, there will be a delay that just sort of, there's maybe like two or three repeats, very low in the mix. That's kind of what I look for when I'm buying a delay pedal. It's one that can do that really nice. Um, yeah, I don't know what the term is for that. It's, it's a very simple function. But what I need is a tap delay. Because when I'm playing with something, I quite like to... I'll set to like the quarter notes. 
and it means that when I tap it's coming through as a quarter note. I quite like the effect that that has. Now sometimes I like my delays to be completely out of time. Um, I think that's quite a cool effect as well. But I do prefer to have something that I can tap right in time for. And there's certain instances when you, you know when you finish finish a song and it's like it might be three, four, boom, and there's like a, a staccato hit or something like that, or just a hit and the song ends. Sometimes it's quite cool to have the delay trail come through after the hits. So it's like three, four, duh, 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 duh. And it just sounds like, it sounds great. Now obviously you can program that with offboard gear, but you know, I'm, I'm not playing with that size of a, a production right now. So having a pedal that can do that is, that is kind of what I'm looking for. Um, but I, part of me, you know, through having this conversation with Jack, I am wondering if something like the, the Nemesis delay by Source Audio, um, or the Timeline by Strymon for that matter. I'm wondering if having those options will bring uh, other sounds into my plane in the same way that the E-Dome reverb has on the the Ventress. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I really don't think that I need to have a specific reason for acquiring it, other than like a vague idea how it fits into my sound potentially. Um, because I think that for me, it's exciting just to find out what the pedal can bring to my sound um, and what I can bring out of the pedal as well. But I think about certain things like choruses as well. I have a nice super chorus pedal and I really like that. But for me, it fits like specific, specific environments that I find myself playing in that I'm not playing in right now. And that's the only reason it's not on my board. It would be if I was doing my own project. Um, and with something like that, I do just look for something like... This sounds like such a simple thing to say after all the variables we've just spoken about, but I just look for something that's like a nice chorus tone. Like I don't really, I'm not looking for something too specific or anything that can even expand. Like to me, chorus is just like, it's a lick of paint in one direction. Like, all right, cool. I know what that thing is. It's like, it's not too fancy. Um, It's good to have chorus rate and depth, but like every chorus pedal will probably have that. If it doesn't, then I'd be surprised. Um, and like phasers as well it's like not quite found a place for a phaser in my life Um, but yeah I don't know if I've answered your question I'm just like my gas is just increasing as we speak (laughs) that's all I'm achieving right now Hmm. I'm starting to wonder as well if maybe Callum is away because he's also got gas problems Um, (laughs) maybe he has maybe he has maybe he has (laughs) well Jack is there anything you want to wrap this up with on the gear front yeah do you know there actually is like um again this is less about advice but it, it's more about like for those who are kind of situ- in my situation or who have found themselves in that situation of like purchasing gear and like maybe not knowing where to start with it or what to buy first or maybe they are not yet in that place of knowing why it might be useful i think one piece of advice that i kind of wish i had known sooner is spend some time learning about each of those things like learn about overdrives learn about like what how many different types of overdrive are there learn about breakup learn about you know all those kind of things that can be applied to like um to amps as well with headroom and all all that sort of thing to do with tone um but i think what's really useful is learn exactly why those sounds um work or what they do or all that kind of thing maybe that's just me being like super um what's the word well read into something but i always find it really helpful and i i've continued to find it helpful by just learning piece by piece about the gear that it is i'm using because again there's like there's nothing worse than sort of buying a piece of gear and either feeling 
overwhelmed by it to the point that you go, well, I have no idea how to even include it in my sound. Um, but I found even from kind of like a home production and, you know, whatever mixing or home recording um, basis as well, it's been really useful to just kind of sit and learn about these things, hear about the history of what is a spring reverb? Why is it different from a plate reverb? Why do they have the two of them? Why is it that plate reverbs work really well in this situation and springs work here, etc.? Um, but yeah, learn about that stuff, dig into it and take it step by step because it's, it's pretty fascinating actually when you, when you start to realize that once you know that stuff, then you can decide, you know, what it is that you're looking for, what it is that you want to draw out using those specific utensils. Cool. I would say, honestly, just have fun and explore. Like really, you mm. probably don't know the tone that you could create with a specific thing and that's, that's fine. Like the Helix was a great example of pedal that I had the experience on where, yeah, I found that if I, there was an effect called a polycapo, which is essentially a, um, a polyphonic uh, interval generator. Um, and essentially what you could do is you could pretend to have a capo on your guitar. So say I put it on seven, it'd be like on the seven fret of the guitar, but I would uh, have the mix full and it sounds like you got a capo on, but that's, that was too simple. What I like to do is actually blend that like maybe 30 or maybe 50, 50 actually with my dry tone. And I'd get this weird sound coming out where it was like, it sounded like there was two guitars being played at once. Um, similar to that record, uh, I think Star Jupiter or something from Kurt, you know, that weird effect it has. Mm. It's kind of similar to that. And I really like that, but, um, I would never have found out unless I just dug into it really. Um, mm. so yeah, my advice is just have fun and explore really. If you, mm. how could you say this? Uh, if you don't, you better act fast to treat the gas i'm trying to think of a slogan about <laughs> about like treating gas but um you know if, if if there's something you're eyeing up and uh you know it works you think it might work for you then cool if there's something you're eyeing up and you think it might not work for you also cool <laughs> but that, that's the thing is like i think the thing that i i learned fortunately with um with the pinnacle is like most stores have a return policy of like two weeks. yeah good point and you can take stuff or you can even rent equipment as well. Like I've, I've done that mm -hmm. for, for, for gigs and it's been, it's been really useful just renting stuff or buying it and returning it later when you go, ah, oh, it's not what I was looking for or whatever, man, you can do that. Like you're, you're never, you're never truly attached to a pedal. Yeah. Like, and it's not hard to shift these things either. You're, you know, you're never making a huge mistake. So it is worth asking about, you know, shops or stores mm -hmm. and return policies. And if you do decide in, Two weeks time of playing you go this is not the thing i'm looking for then you can always go back on it and that's yeah. how you uh you treat the gas i'm i'm <laughs> sure that there are youtube gear demo pages who don't actually acquire like they buy the gear mm. but they just send it back mm -hmm. like that's that's a pretty good business model <laughs> the other thing i would do as well um and again i'm i'm saying it for the neophytes or just like myself because it's been really useful is um jhs has a really great channel you probably know about it already I can't remember the the guy who runs it, um, but the J the JHS channel they review everything, not just J JHS. Is that Dan and Mick? Um, the two guys. It's one guy. Are you thinking of the vent uh, the Vertex Effects guy? Possibly. Yeah, he's awesome. Possibly the Rig Doctor. He, is that what he calls um, himself? I think that might be yeah, him. Yeah, he's awesome. He's he's brilliant. He 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 really breaks down like how pedals work, the difference in pedals, where they, where they arrive as well in the timeline of, of pedal history and like what they're supposed mm -hmm. to do. 
Um, but I mean, you can spend like 20 minutes even just learning about phasers or about flangers or chorus or that sort of thing. And it's, it's, it's really great. You'll, you'll have your ears and your, your mind kind of expanded by um, all the different options that are out there. But that's another, that's another one. So that's the JHS um, YouTube channel, which has, I think, I think it's called something like the Pedal pedal Show. Oh, that Pedal, pedal Show. <laughs> that's, that, all right, that's I'm, I'm talking about someone else. I think you're maybe getting confused between GHS and someone else. Or maybe you're not. Maybe we're just thinking about different... Um... I think we're thinking about different things. Right. It's definitely GHS. Cool. I'll, I'll have to find it, but it's... Um, cool. Yeah, it's really good. Well, you can find it and put it in the, uh, the description of the, the episode if you can. Cool. Well, if you think uh, phaser or flanger might be the cure for your gas, then so be it. We are not here to judge. Enjoy exploring tones, and uh, it's all right not to know what it might bring to the table. Hope you've enjoyed this conversation. I've been Reese. You're supposed to say I've been Jack. That's what they do in that pedal show. <laughs> I've been Reese. I've been Jack. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Take care.